You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the roots. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the Triage Room. Today's topic, the affairs of a king, part three. The World Book Dictionary says that affair is thing to do or matter of business, a romantic experience, especially a temporary one. Love affair, romance, a festive or ceremonious occasion, banquet, wedding, dinner. In the book of Esther, King Ahasuerus has this feast to show off his wealth of things that he has. He has a 180-day feast. Then at the end of the 180-day feast, there's a seven-day feast. And while he's having his feast, Queen Vashti has a feast for the women. King Ahasuerus, during this feast, provides these gold vessels, these cups for the guests to drink out of. And they came in all shapes and sizes. And even though... Different cultures did different things based on their beliefs when it came to drinking the wine. And he had royal wine and royal wine was for kings. And even though different cultures practiced different things, he allowed the people to make the decision. It was their choice whether they would drink of the wine or not. The Egyptians, their culture typically consisted of they drank wine before the meal. They drank wine with the meal. The Greeks, their position on it was if you're with us, then you drink. And the proverb they live by, drink or be gone. And then you have the Romans and how they came to their decision whether or not those among them would drink or not. They would throw dice. And depending on how the dice went, the decision would be made by that person and others would follow the lead. Then amongst the Jews, the master of ceremonies was looked at as the governor of the feast. So here you have different ways of doing things, yet King Ahasuerus, Let the people choose whether or not they wanted to drink or not. It was their decision. Yet the king had too much to drink and his judgment was clouded. And during this time, he gave a command for Queen Vashti to come to show off and parade her beauty in front of all these men who now have been, some have, you know, have been drinking. Queen Vashti already knew, you know, the culture, that's not what you do. Queen Vashti decided to take a stand. She refused to come. Well, her rejection to his command, or one may call it rebellion to his command, caused him to get angry. And in his anger, he then sought wise counsel around him. What should he do about her choice of not coming, her rebelling against his command because he's king? And those around him, he got advice, he got counsel. And the counsel he received instructed look not only did she disobey your command and and do bad when it comes to you but all the other people because now they're viewing it as the impact she's going to have or the influence she would have on other wives that just may follow her lead and taking a stand on when you know you are being disrespected you know um that whatever is being asked of you is in error and you take a stand on what's right that's No, I'm not coming. You're not going to take my beauty and parade in front of these drunk men. I'm not doing that. So 
This here became a thing of damage control. So in order to keep the women that some of the men were, were married to, the wives, from taking action and taking a stand or the attitude that Queen Vashti had, obviously she had influence. So damage control comes together and makes the decision, you know, get rid of her and get you another queen. And this is how Queen Esther comes into play. So the king followed lead. Queen Esther comes on. And after Queen Esther comes on, there's some things that take place. But not once was there another feast where the king disrespected the queen. There's a banquet that Esther requests to have because now there's a, a wicked one that the king has now promoted who is a hater of the Jews. And as a hater of the Jews, he's plotting his own stuff. So it's during this time at this banquet that Esther reveals in the, in the traitor's presence, in the wicked one's presence to the king what he's all about what he's up to and the king goes away to another room to himself goes away to another part place to himself so he can think about what is it that he needs to do because he's angry but this time when he's angry he goes away to himself to think but when he comes back he returns he sees how desperate this wicked man is where he's now falling into the place where queen esther is and just that alone okay he had his people you know take him out and the very plot that he had for Mordecai is the very thing that was set up for himself. So it's like the ditch he dug for Mordecai is the ditch he fell into for himself. So this king demonstrated with the first queen what happens when one is drunk, one is taken over by wine, they're not sober in their mindset. When it comes to the affairs of a king, this particular story has to do with this king who had too much to drink. He wasn't sober when he got angry, nor did he follow the culture. As king, he made a decision outside of the norm. So allowing those that came to see his wealth, that came to this feast for this amount of time, the freedom to choose whether they wanted to participate in what was, be, what, what, what was culturally what they would do as far as the drinking of the wine, they had a choice. Whether they wanted to participate. But here's the queen who did not have a choice. She did take the decision to make her own choice. But in his eyes, there was no choice. I gave a command and my command was you do this. Not if she wants to come, come. However, the king made a decision and he wasn't sober minded. He got angry. He wasn't sober minded. He sought counsel after he made a decision. So as a king, do you make decisions? Do you seek wise counsel after you've taken action when you should have been proactive and sought wise counsel on the front end? Do you seek wise counsel on the back end as a reaction from what you've created? What would have happened if King Ahasuerus would have sought wise counsel first before making that command to Queen Vashti? As a king, you know, King Ahasuerus, when the wicked man, was revealed at this banquet that Esther had. He separated himself to think, but he felt foolish at that time because as a king, how do you promote someone and you don't even see them for who they are? You didn't even discern it. And you gave this man promotion and, and he was plotting and planning some other things against, you know, the Jews and, and it was plotting and scheming. So the man that he promoted was plotting and scheming to do a thing, yet it came out. So as a king, are you using wisdom? 
and those that you're promoting around you? What are you using to base your decision on? Is there a lack of discernment? Because as a king, you should lead well. What are you leading by? King Ahasuerus. Instead of dealing with or taking a self-assessment to say, you know what? I know how I get when I drink. I don't need to drink as king. I know how I get. And as a king, I need to be focused. I need to be focused in a place so that at any given time, I'm thinking soberly. And it's not just about the drinking. Do you make sober-minded decisions? Are you drunk with lust? Are you drunk with emotions and, and, and other things? Are you drunk with greed? Are you drunk with selfishness? Are you drunk with control? Are you drunk with self-conceit? Do these things cloud your judgment when it comes to making a decision in a moment's time? Because as a king, you must lead well. To be a good king, one should lead well. And so King Ahasuerus, could it be that he learned from what happened with Queen Vashti that when Esther comes on the scene, he handles things a little bit different? He doesn't have too much to drink to keep him from a place of not being sober in his decision making. He's thinking in the moment of something that's got him angry. Now, here's the thing. You made a decision. This is King Ahasuerus. You made a decision with the first queen. You were angry, but you're not dealing with what got you to that place. On the last day of the feast, now you make this outrageous command, which the queen is not in error when it comes to the culture, but when it comes to the command of a king. So because of that and her influence and wanting the men wanting to be honored by their wives, being afraid that these other women were going to take a stand as Queen Vashti did. So the damage control put in place one queen gone as a result of damage control from wanting to be honored. Now Queen Esther comes on the scene and still the king making judgment calls in his promotion to this man who was wicked. And not once was it on his radar as king. So when it comes to the affairs of a king, how are you handling your business? How are you handling the things, the responsibilities that are in your hand? How's your judgment? Do you have self-discipline? Do you have self-control? Are you making decisions based on your anger? Are you seeking wise counsel first before making a decision that's life-changing? Getting rid of a queen is a life-changing experience. Could it be he learned? Was that a teachable moment for him by the time Queen Esther came on the scene? Once the dust has settled and you really think about the process, could it be King Ahasuerus had time to think? And that's why Queen Esther did not get what Queen Vashti got. She didn't experience that, that drunkenness of a command. So much so that when Queen Esther came to take a stand, and approach the king in a way where if one did and there was no agreement and the king could decide at that moment that that person's life could be gone. She took a stand for her people. But her presence, she already had influence. So much so was the influence because just of her beauty. Because she was beautiful just as Queen Vashti was. But Queen Esther had influence with Ahasuerus. Did he learn from the first mistake of what happened with the first queen? So when it comes to the affairs of a king. How are you dealing with things and are you allowing the changes and things that come in your life? Are you learning from them? Are your errors teachable moments? Or do they become repeat situations and repeat cycles in your life? 
Are you finding yourself different person, same situation? Are you finding yourself same situation, same outcome, different day? As a king, are you thinking before you making these decisions for your life and for those that are around you? Are you doing things based on your own thoughts, your own view, and you're really not looking beyond the surface? As a king, when it comes to the affairs of a king, are you being proactive? Are you being reactive? Are you taking responsibility for some of the things that may contribute to the outcome of situations? Are you being honest with yourself and asking yourself, are you leading well or is your leading hell? Do you come with a hard hammer? Do you disregard others? Are you living by principles? Are you living a double standard life? Is pride an issue? So when it comes to the affairs of a king, I encourage you, don't allow pride to keep you stuck in making the same decisions that are causing the same outcome, and yet you're the common denominator. Here's my moment of transparency. I myself know what it's like to take a stand for what's right. I myself know what it's like to hear the pain of others who have regret in how they have led as king and how they have made decisions in their life. And now they see the results of those decisions. I know what it's like when you've decided to take a stand and not allow yourself to be disrespected. And because of your stand, decisions are made because it's a pride issue. I know what it's like to have to stand in the midst of what's not the norm, to fight for what you believe in. I also know what it's like to hear the cry or the see the tears of one who's been affected by someone making the decisions that were unnecessary, the effects of someone making decisions when they weren't in a sober-minded place. So I encourage you, when it comes to the affairs of a king, be sober-minded. Don't be led by pride. Seek wise counsel first. Be proactive. And remember, a good king leads well and is leading, not ruling with a hard hammer. Let us pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. Lord, I thank you for life, health, and strength. God, I ask you, Lord, that those that are tuning in to Father just touch their hearts, that for those that have been on the receiving side of the hard ruling of a king, that, Lord, you heal those broken places, that those that have been on the receiving side of standing for what's right and then and then having to deal with the results of their stand to let them know God that you're right there with them that those father that are struggling in the area of pride arrogance lacking self-control and not being sober-minded in their decision making that Lord let this be a time of self-examination to begin to examine oneself and see where areas of improvement where handling things that a king handles can be done in wisdom, can be done sober-minded. If there are anger issues, that those areas be dealt with so the decisions are made in wisdom. Lord, I ask you, Father, just to heal the areas that need to be healed. And those that may have been in denial, 
about ruling with a hard hammer, that now is the time, Lord, to change some things. That they have a heart of compassion. That their heart will be filled with love. That they will consider how and what they're doing will impact those around them. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. And I glorify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch needs life change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch needs life change.